Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. One of the most dramatic qualifying sessions of the season came to an end with Lewis Hamilton taking his 103rd pole, leading a Mercedes 1-2 after Max Verstappen ruined a spectacular lap with a crash into the outside wall coming out of the final corner. The crash means that Verstappen will line up third tomorrow, providing that his gearbox sustained no damage. Joining me to chat through today's action-packed qualifying session is Alex Kalinorkas, Autosports F1 editor. Alex, what a qualifying session. Wow. Um, three words to describe that. Oh, goodness me. Hello, Ariana. Hello, listeners. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I quite like that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just pretty good, isn't it? Actually? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it sums it up pretty nicely. But I'm going to go for pick three words. Um, Max Verstappen, wow, is one of my three words. Um, because it was, it ultimately was all about him. Um, he reversed the trend. I mean, you, you, you look at what Lewis Hamilton has done since qualifying in Brazil and in terms of, you know, the, the sheer incredible performances he's been putting out and it just looked like Mercedes had found an edge. I also may have maintained this throughout my columns in autosport.com plus and in the magazine, in the reports and everything. I think Red Bull have underperformed rather, um, especially in Qatar. And that seemed to be the case again yesterday in practice. Mercedes looked a hell of a long way ahead, although Red Bull did seem to be spending um, more time focusing on single lap. And Mercedes insisted that things were a lot closer and was actually struggling a little bit when it came to the, uh, the you know, the, the one lap on the soft tyres. But still, Mercedes had the edge. And yet, come qualifying, Red Bull nailed it. Max Verstappen absolutely nailed it right up until the very last corner of Q3. Um what a shame. I mean, actually, in the media centre, I've often wondered, occasionally when big incidents like this happen, you hear people going, oh, 
and it's just shocking it's a shocking reaction I, i've never done it before but that was me in the media center today when you hit the wall i just couldn't believe it because the lap was perfect yes it was on the edge yes it almost looked out of control at times before he got to the final corner but it was fantastic um he knew he was up he knew he was up on his uh his own personal best he knew how how far ahead uh hamilton had gone so he knew he was ahead anyway didn't need to be that completely on the limit at the final corner but he went for it anyway and it just slight lock up he says he hit the the brakes at the same point but it just took him a little bit too wide got on the dust it is a little bit slippery offline and he just tried to boot the power out and it put him in the wall and he's it's a it's such a costly error because i really think if verstappen had start, started on pole tomorrow he would have disappeared i mean there's still every chance he can win the race given mercedes reckons that actually he was half a second clear of their drivers had he completed the lap with that sort of pace advantage he could still potentially win it but yeah, as you say, Ariana, who knows what's going to happen with that gearbox. You talk about the reactions. I could literally hear people's reactions from where I was sitting, from other rooms and other areas of the paddock. You could hear the collective like, <gasps> as he hit the wall. It was just, he was so on the limit. And like you said, at times it looked a little bit out of control because he was clearly almost pushing to be on the limit and then just lost it. But I mean... What a spectacular lap until until that point. It was it was just edge of your seat, um, gripping, really just going flat out to the real meaning of it. Um, fan- fantastic, but ultimately a little bit over the limit. But that is Max Verstappen. It's all or nothing. Um, and unfortunately, not gone his way today. But still brilliant up until then we will see what happens with the gearbox what do you reckon about that do you think that there will be potential gearbox damage and change or do you think that based on on the impact that we saw it might it might be okay it's it's very tough to say judging just looking at the impact there are rumors coming out of the paddock today that rebel think it's okay at this point but equally that was just based on an initial observation it could be that you know like with ferrari and monaco ferrari done a deeper um search of uh, leclerc's car there would have, they would have found the you know the um the, the hub damage the drive shaft hub damage that meant he couldn't start that race so rebel are going to have to do a comprehensive uh, check they said that if they do find damage that means he needs a new gearbox they won't hesitate they will they will change it they won't risk a dnf in the race i wonder whether in the way that he stopped the car he pulled over immediately because why wouldn't you? If you've, if you've crashed, you may as well stop it. And if anybody's running behind you, then they can't improve. So it wasn't necessarily a case that he hit the wall and the drive shaft popped out or, or something happened with the gearbox that really, really wrecked it. But we, we just don't know. And we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, we'll stay tuned for that. But as you said, I mean, no point risking a DNF. So I think that they will definitely err on the side of caution if there is any 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 indication um that there could be something that could spring up uh but what did you make of his qualifying session more generally because throughout he was looking strong actually it wasn't even just that final that final lap um and coming into the weekend everyone had been saying mercedes were looking like the favorites at this track but max was setting those purple sectors when it came to qualifying today there's a few things there. I think um, I agree with that assessment that Mercedes, you know, it was favoured heading into the weekend. But, you know, arriving, you know, the teams are finding that it's not all about power at this track, despite it being very, very high speed. I think a key thing with um, with both Red Bull and Mercedes today was, yes, Red Bull absolutely nailed it. Verstappen um, able to get on it on both types of tyre, the soft tyre that was used in Q3 at the start in Q1 and the, the mediums in the middle. But that's what was really interesting. You know, if you sort of you, you think about his performance, he only needed one run to get his time to go through. You know, he, he he delivered immediately. Lewis Hamilton took four laps 
um to, to, to you know to, that's four flying laps to you know before he put his time in that actually topped q2 and he'll start those tires on tomorrow but it just shows you that mercedes were having a much 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 harder time building tire temperature and that's what was crucial red bull absolutely nailed it just as they did in abu dhabi at the end of 2020 when they, they got that walk-off victory that was so crucial potentially that favors them going into the season finale but anyway we're not quite there yet so yeah, there's two things. I think Red Bull and Verstappen delivering, but also Mercedes, something really did undo them. And it's interesting, you know, there, there was a bit of wind that picked up temperatures, little bits of conditions changing. Lewis Hamilton, not sure whether that was the problem or Red Bull just getting too too fast. But essentially what it seemed to be was that Mercedes just couldn't get the heat into its tyres on either compound. And they, I think they were, they were really trying to push on those outlaps by the end. And it worked. They were getting quicker. Like you saw Lewis Hamilton, you know, he was like, you, you, I can't make any major um, car changes. He was able to, you know, change the little flaps on the front wing to dial out what understeer, but it was understeer, oversteer. Everything seemed to be going wrong for him. And he said he had to compose himself, just just not get too carried away with anything and absolutely nail every corner whenever it came. And it did work very, very well on that final run. But he knows that Red Bull and Max Verstappen were untouchable today, were it not for that crash. So it's a bit of both. Red Bull nailed it. Mercedes just just something undid them but ultimately it doesn't matter yeah and I mean we even heard uh Bono on the radio to Lewis when he was explaining that you know he had got pole but xyz um and even he was just admitting you know Max was on fire <laughs> before that uh this weekend is certainly a lot closer than we were anticipating but we have heard many drivers talking about how difficult they think that overtaking will be here max lining up behind the two mercs what do you think that he is capable of from there well it's interesting i think if you think back to mexico where red bull underperformed in qualifying and ended up behind a mercedes front row lockout that didn't stop him there he was he was ahead of both of them by the first corner so potentially as, as we've talked about many times recently ariana on the saturday podcast there's a potential for flashpoint at turn one it's got it's got a sort of it's almost got a monza-esque feel in the way that it's a long charge down there and then it's quite a tight um quite tight opening sequence that you know opens out into a long acceleration zone so you could see something there um, I think if Verstappen does have half a second um, in hand and it genuinely is that the Red Bull is just completely dialed in now and there's nothing Mercedes can do, I think they're going to find it very tricky uh, for him to keep it. The, the Mercedes cars are going to find it very tricky to keep him behind. But this track is quite narrow, you know, by Formula One standards. I wrote a feature for Autosport.com Plus pointing out a few similarities with Formula E tracks, which obviously I know very well. I used to cover Formula E. I was the Formula E correspondent for Autosport for um, nearly two full seasons or, or two full calendar years. I forget how much it works, uh, how it works. But anyway, um, and what's really, what you know, what, what's interesting there is that if you put Formula E cars here, it, it'd be one of the biggest tracks, I'm sure, on their on their calendar. They're, you know, it's far too fast for them and they're far too slow as packages. But for Formula One cars, it is quite narrow. So a driver skilled in defence, knowing where to place their car, as Lewis Hamilton absolutely is, and Valtteri Bottas as well, to be fair, it's going to make overtaking a challenge because the braking zones are really shallow. It's such a high-speed track. And there's only really six corners. It's technical, it's twisty, it's it's blind, it's unsighted. But in terms of the actual challenging corners that the drivers need to worry about, there's only six. And those overtaking spots, as I say, are small and very, very limited. So it could be very tricky for Max Verstappen. It will be even harder if he starts eighth with the gearbox penalty. In fact, if he does start that, I think it's Lewis Hamilton has won the race effectively already. That said, there could be safety cars, you know, crashes that, that shake things up, things like that. Let's now talk about our pole sitter, Lewis Hamilton, in a little bit more detail. Uh, so we heard him complaining about a lack of grip in Q2. And then when we got into Q3, his push lap didn't go 
quite to plan. Uh, so he went again. And then with his second push lap, he managed to get himself up there onto provisional pole, which obviously ultimately became the real deal. What were your thoughts on his performance today? Yeah, I thought very good from from Lewis. I think he, he extracted the absolute maximum. I think, um, as I said earlier, things just went away from Mercedes. The conditions potentially potentially it is you know they just haven't nailed the tires as i alluded to the problem that, that cost them out in abu dhabi last year when that, that absolutely amazing 2020 car lost at the final race to the red bull but yeah he he was nailed it he, he was he was on form you know it's really interesting you know he had that disastrous fp3 session where you know he was in he impeded nikita mazapan um you know there was the the yellow flag incident which was absolutely baffling he did nothing wrong there i think the the system was activated for a second but you know, so he had no time to react. He didn't even see it. Nothing came on for him. So that, that was absolutely fine. But what was really weird was that we spent quite a while, you know, looking everything at all the camera angles, working out exactly what had happened because nobody had, had caused an incident worthy of double yellow flags. Because there was Yuki Sonoda going a bit slowly. He then goes off into the runoff to let Lewis Hamilton by. None of that. It's just accidentally activated for a single second, but then it actually goes on again because the following Sergio Perez and Valtteri Bottas both come across uh, yellow flags. It's double for Perez, single for Bottas. But the FIA says that so it went on for a second, then went off, and then was actually put back on again because of the first activation. It's all very confusing and, and very difficult. But fortunately, anybody, uh, the sense prevailed really, even though you could say by the letter of the law, Hamilton was guilty. But what could he do? If he's if hit, if he's in front of him, then he's passed it already. In that split second, very very harsh, uh, um, to penalise him there. Um, the the Masman thing again, you could take the view that's absolutely black and white, but he just wasn't warned. I think the FIA are um, getting you know taking the view that with the blind corners, it really is on the teams to warn the drivers. There are also no blue flags. If Lewis Hamilton's got no blue flags, how does he know that Masman is approaching? So you can sort of it could have gone either way. But I think um, yeah, just 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 in this instance, the reason why you know if people are saying oh yeah, but you know last time you 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 know you were damning towards Max Verstappen for missing that you know um, waved um, yellow flag in Qatar. Well, Max Verstappen could see there was a car stopped on his on his right hand side, and you know he really should have he really should have lifted off. So that's what the difference was there. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton had all of that to deal with. Put it behind him. You know, there's been a lot of off-track um, distractions, really, if you think about the, the sponsorship um, controversy and the links with um, the firm that's sponsoring Mercedes and the, 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 the Grenfell disaster. Managed to put that all behind him and, and delivered and did, did excellently. He, nothing he can do about Max Verstappen, whether he's faster or slower. He just has to get the best out of the Mercedes and he absolutely did that. He did indeed do that. And you answered my next question because I was going to ask you to expand on the, that visit to the stewards for Lewis. I saw him going and coming back and the media, of course, absolutely swarming him. Uh, but you've explained in perfect detail already, so we won't we won't rehash that. Um, now, before we wrap things up, uh, just a quick summary of other talking points from today. Charles Leclerc wound up P4 ahead of Checo and Pierre Gasly. Lando Norris will line up P7 tomorrow. He's the only driver in the top 10 that will be starting on the softs with everyone else in the top 10 on the mediums. And the top 10 is rounded out with Yuki Tsunoda, Esteban Ocon and Antonio Giovinazzi. Uh, and it was a tough day for Carlos Sainz. Can you just shed a little light on what went so wrong for Carlos? Because it was, yeah, not a good one, was it? Um, yeah, it was very unfortunate for Carlos Sainz. I'm just going to quickly make another point. I often do this. You ask me something and I give you an answer about something completely differently. But just on Lando Norris starting on those softs, I think, um, you know, it's not the, he's not going to have the usual problem. The tyres aren't wearing out because it's a very, very smooth track surface. He's just going to have the problem of getting those softs up to temperature because the temperature problem isn't really happening on the mediums or the hards. So he's just going to be, he's going to have the problem of, oh, 
what's going on with the the tires and the various corners of the car getting into their working range um, at different points so that's going to be tricky for Norris but that should go away after a few laps on the softs and then he should be able to have no problem with tire degradation but anyway sorry back to Carlos Sainz Jr yes he very unfortunate for him because he was absolutely blindingly quick in Q1 and he did mention that this car this Ferrari car does seem to have a bit of a problem with sudden oversteer you saw that with Charles Leclerc and that massive accident in FP3 yeah sorry FP2 yesterday and what a performance from Leclerc absolutely brilliant what a Real, real excellent recovery I thought that was absolutely tremendous to line up fourth and disappointing again from Perez to be behind a slower car uh, and not able to help his teammate but anyway um, with science he basically said that when it came to putting on those crucial medium tyres uh, for Q2 to avoid the soft problem as I said with Landon Norris there we go see I linked it um he basically said that he didn't he didn't adjust the car balance as he should have done for going to that harder tyre and it just caught him out especially when it came to that sudden snap oversteer the Ferrari um, can sometimes suffer from he thought he saved it I mean he, he basically did he just brushed the end plane he said he couldn't feel that the rearing end plate that is uh, he couldn't feel that hit against the wall but it did just enough damage that Ferrari didn't have enough time to change the wing that unsettled the car even more and there was nothing he could do from there Oh dear, not a good day. But I did speak to him uh, in the evening as well for Paddock Club. And yeah, he said that, you know, tomorrow is where the focus is now. And he he's hoping, of course, that he'll be able to make up positions tomorrow and get a good result. So let's keep an eye on that. Now, Alex, before I let you go, uh, let's wrap it up with some qualifying predictions what do you think the podium will look like tomorrow? We saw that moment in the podium interviews afterwards where Lewis went over to Valtteri, clearly so pleased with his performance. Do you think we will see a one-two from Mercedes on the podium? What do you reckon? Yeah, I thought I thought you might ask me this question, Ariana. And it's so hard to predict because because not only can I see Lewis Hamilton disappearing into the distance, especially if Max Verstappen struggles to get past Valtteri Bottas quickly or indeed has to take a gearbox penalty, I could equally see... If, if Red Bull and Verstappen do have half a second on Mercedes or, you know, the best part of half a second, he could easily win. Um, so, yeah, I think both of those, let's put it this way, both of those two options are equally likely, but there'll be a big crash at the first corner and Charles Leclerc wins. And wouldn't that be popular with Ferrari oh fans? Oh, my goodness. Anyway? Yeah. I've, doomed, I've absolutely doomed, doomed him now, I'm afraid. But anyway. Yeah, you did. God. <laughs> But anything can happen in this season. Anything can happen. That is what we have seen. Right, that is all we've got time for. Thank you for joining me, Alex. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you haven't already, I highly, highly recommend that you recap on this qualifying session because it was one that was well worth a watch. Uh, But that is all from us. We'll be back tomorrow with our extended race podcast. So make sure you join us then. And in the meantime, enjoy the race. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
and privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-32-